It's me, Roz. I've got an episode today with Kara Clank, who's a hilarious comedian and writer. She hosts a podcast called That's Messed Up, a very popular podcast about true crime and law and order SVU. And I love Kara so much. We talk about a really terrifying haunted doll that I had never heard of that is named Norman. If you haven't heard of Norman. Look him up. Very scary. There's a video that I found on YouTube of him moving on his own. <sighs> Gave me nightmares. Um, speaking of, I wanted to read a story. You know, I love it when people send me stories. It makes my day, makes my life better every time I get to, I get a little email notification at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. And this one comes from Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. Patrick tells me that sometime around 2003, my now ex-wife Jess and I were living in a condo in Fullerton, California. Oh my God, I lived in Fullerton at one point. Though the condo was small, the bedroom was large and doubled as an office and music studio. One night, Jess awoke to the sound of our dog, Zero, growling. Jess looked where the dog's attention was focused and saw in the far left corner of the bedroom what she later described as, quote, an entity that appeared more stretched and tall than a human. The body was a white mist, but it was contained in a form. The figure was hunched over a piece of recording equipment I had just purchased. After a moment, the figure kind of looked at Jess, stood up straight, and moved toward the door at the far right of the room. Jess glanced down at Zero, who was still growling and tracking the movement of the figure. Just before reaching the door, the figure faded and disappeared. Jess nudged me and said, Did you see that? But I had been soundly asleep and I barely responded. The next day was busy and we didn't discuss it. That night, I was awakened by Zero growling. I sat up in bed and flung my feet onto the floor, expecting an altercation with an intruder. I didn't see anything, but Zero was still growling. I tracked her focus to the far left corner of the bedroom. There I saw a tall, slender, ghostly figure that appeared to be checking out my new recording equipment. After a few moments, the figure turned and headed toward the door. I noticed Zero was still nervously growling and tracking the figure. We both watched it exit the open bedroom door. I stood up, 
walked over to the doorway and looked into the living room. Whatever it was, it was gone. Jess had stirred when I got out of bed and groggily asked me what was up when I came back to bed. I said, we'll talk about it later. And I went back to sleep. That night at dinner, I had an oh yeah moment and asked Jess what had happened two nights prior. She apprehensively told me her story. As her tale unfolded, I smirked and Jess thought that I was doubting her. But I was actually holy shitting. How exactly her sighting mirrored mine. Jess even referenced the dog as a character witness. Zero saw it too! Before I finally chimed in and let her know that Zero and I had seen the exact same thing the very next night. I think the most compelling part about our story is the fact that we both saw the same thing independently and our dog's actions seem to validate both of our experiences. I don't remember why, but we named the entity Alice. We never felt Alice malevolent, and neither of us ever saw it again. However, sometimes we'd come home and Zero would be visibly upset, and we'd blame Alice. Note, yes, Zero is named after the ghost dog in Nightmare Before Christmas. Also, while verifying details of this story with Jess, she reminded me of this. Quote, Do you remember how we'd see tiny streaks of light up by the ceiling? Sometimes they were colored. I thought it was just my eyes doing something weird until one night it happened while we were watching TV and you said, you see that too, right? Wow, okay, Patrick, thank you so much for sending me that. That is such a weird story. Because it's like, ghosts can just do, they can like appear many different ways. There's like different, so many different species of ghosts like that. There's that which is like a a vape cloud shaped like a human. And then it just, it can walk out of a room. Like it's so strange. So strange how this works out. It's almost like it's a, it's not a fully cooked ghost yet. It's still, still in the oven before it can be like a full body apparition with facial features. It's a cool story. Thanks for sending me that. Okay, well, I say we get into the episode. There is a video version of this episode and most of my episodes. So go to the link in the description of this episode or just go to YouTube and type in Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. You'll find all kinds of videos. I'd love if you watched them. And, um, oh my God. You know what? I'm just going to tell you right off the top here. I may have, I forget if I already told you this because I've kind of been banking episodes. I, I, I did a bunch of them over the past few weeks. This one I recorded, I believe in January, like shortly after Christmas, early January. Um, but I recorded an episode with the man who created celebrity ghost stories. And so we have an action packed episode coming at you. 
I think it's going to be a two-parter maybe. There's a lot. There's a lot going on with it. So that will be coming up soon. So make sure you're subscribed. Okay, here we go. Here is me talking to Kara Clank. On with the show. I'm joined by Kara Clank. Hi, Roz. It's so good to be here. Thanks for being here. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been following your podcast for a while, and even though I don't have like a particular ghost story, I've always wanted to be invited on. Just make and I one was up. so happy when you make one messaged up. me. No one knows the difference. <laughs> I well, know. Do you believe in ghosts? Here's the thing. Not oh really, but I know if I had an experience, I probably would. You're going to get so much hate. Are they going to come for oh, me? Oh, my people are mean. Ugh. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't believe definitively. I just have not had like a ghost experience. I think I'm like a very high strung person and I move very fast and uh-huh. I don't think I'm like they I'm can't a, catch you. Yeah, the ghost can't get me. Like I'm just like I'm I'm multitasking. I got two kids. Guys, I a ghost could like come up and smack me in the face and I would be like, I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm so tired, you know. <laughs> don't worry, nobody's mean. We love it. I I love to hear just people's ideas, their thoughts, if they believe in it. I, I just very, it makes me very curious because I kind of like d- use this podcast as like a survey to mm-hmm. see what different people think. I think particularly if you've never had an experience, I find it really interesting to hear what it, maybe a ghost could be to you. Because surely you know people that have ha- that have told you. Yes. So. Totally. Do you believe them? Um, Sometimes. What do you mean? <laughs> Even if it's like a loved one. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes a crazy person tells you a story about a ghost and you're like, well, that's you're crazy. So I don't know if I believe that. But Mm -hmm. I definitely no. I definitely have heard stories where I'm like, whoa, that sounds like you really experienced something. But then it's like, don't you watch like. okay? I wrote during the pandemic. I worked on. um you know that show Bar Rescue uh-huh. with John Taff- Taffer or whatever his okay, name is, yes. where he goes and he rescues bars. So I worked on it as um, like remotely in my room during the pandemic, um, writing pop up video style jokes that like went at the like throughout the. They were re releasing old episodes because oh, of like cute. so they re released like ten of their classic episodes, and one of the episodes was this guy who stopped showing up to his own bar because he thought it was haunted, and they showed all this stuff at the end of the episode like they would show everybody working there and like you know kind of how they were fucking up and like pouring the drinks too heavy and blah 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 and then they would show the place at night like they were closing down and there'd be like lights and like stools that were stacked on top of each other would like fall over randomly like and that was like I remember watching that and being like well what the fuck is causing all of that like I was I'm not gonna say I'm like a 100% denier do you think that he made it up because his bar sucked and he I wanted think, an excuse? Yeah, or he was just like a lazy piece of shit that was like, yeah, do it. Like my manager should do it. But like like basically John Taffer was like, snap out of it. Get your ass to work. You know, like that's the whole point. But he had like ghost people come in, I think, and take like, you know, night vision video and, and uh-huh. like – you know, it's like sometimes on those videos, it's like it's dust flying at the camera and people think it's it's ghost. Oh, so I'm willing to believe. I Look, a ghost story, a ghost movie definitely makes me jump. Whereas like other stuff like, I don't know, aliens and zombies is like a different thing for me. Like I do believe in some ghosty. So I kind of believe people that are dead are watching us. You know what I mean? But not necessarily coming into our houses and knocking things over. Were you raised with religion? Well, I was raised Jewish. 
Okay. So I wouldn't say we were super ghosty. Okay. In that way. So I went to summer camp for 10 years, three as a camper, seven as a counselor, like obsessed with my summer camp, like got married there. Where is this? It's in Vermont. And I go back every year. Usually, I mean, before pandemic, I was going back almost every single year to work at like the family camp. And last year I went back, I took my kids. I like worked for a week in Vermont. It's like a free vacation. It's so cute. It's so beautiful. I'm obsessed. And so forever, so the way the camp is, you know, situated on this like sort of hillside and then above the units are like the groups of tents. So above one of the units is this place called Wedding Ring and it's like very um very special place where we have like Sunday service where people like s- like give kudos to people that did something nice for them and people read like Shel Silverstein poems and you know what I mean? It's Aww. like a nice little camp, like campfire, acoustic guitar, that kind of like very campy thing. But at Wedding Ring, which is this special place, supposedly in like, you know, the 1800s, a woman was like left at the altar there or something <sighs> like that. And so there's this legend of the ghost of Wedding Ring and it's like a woman in a wedding dress who comes comes down like from wedding ring it's only oh god I'm not very good at distances but it's probably like 200 feet from like where we sleep and I got I was in the tent one year that's the closest to wedding ring and everyone was like you're gonna see the ghost you're gonna see the ghost and my friend my friend said she really saw it she's like I woke up and there was a woman in a white dress standing over me and I was like we do drink a lot though at night you know but in a tent, a tent is so <laughs> well, here's scary. The, well, let me just tell you what our tents are like, though. The tents are platform tents. We're not, like, in zip-up on-the-ground tents. Oh, They're, like, okay. big platform tents with, like, canvas. So you're in a bed. You have, like, a full cot bed. And you sleep there with three other campers. And it has, like, big—I like to keep the flaps rolled up for air, you know? So you're kind of sleeping outside. And— yeah, I did have a couple friends that are like, I've seen the ghost of Wedding Ring. So, wait a minute. This woman got stood up at the altar. And so she haunts. She died? I don't know. I don't know that part. Oh, I love a good, <laughs> like, urban legend. Yeah. Well, like a rural legend. Because yeah. it was, like, for our camp. But, like, yeah, so I guess when people told me they saw that, I I was, like, a teen when I was a counselor. And, and like, in my 20s, early 20s. So I'd be like, uh, you didn't see anything. You know, but... Well, there's now, something. I don't know. There's a thing that I'm obsessed with in the paranormal world, which there's a couple of different names a thought form, an aggregore. It's like this concept that you can kind of think something into existence. Yes. If enough people over so many years keep saying that, so it doesn't even have to be historically accurate. Mm-hmm. They could just conjure up some woman if enough people are saying that she's, you know, roaming around. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, like, when you say that, it reminds me of, like, the Babadook, kind of. Totally. Like, you know, how that movie's, like, about grief. But, like, yeah, it, it's like a boogeyman or something that you just you, you think of collectively as a culture or as a small com- like community, and you can just think it into existence. That's what I think I believe in. And I also have a theory <sighs> that because therapy wasn't very common at all in, like, the 1800s. Mm-hmm. So many of these 1800s bitches are roaming around. <laughs> Sad as fuck. Because they didn't get over their shit. I know. They didn't. They couldn't process. They didn't process. We didn't hear about dying it. of a heartbreak, dying oh, of loneliness. They used to do that constantly. Constantly. Because they didn't have any, they weren't on better help. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they needed. Use code Roz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Okay, well, I want to tell you about a famous 
story. Actually, okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I I try to stay up to date on what's going on in this world with particularly haunted dolls. Uh-huh. This is not one I've heard of. And I've had it with Annabelle. No, and you know what? I don't go to see a lot of um horror movies, but I there was some situation where I ended up at like The Conjuring in the movie theater and like with the Annabelle of it all and I um I kind of scream like a cartoon character at those kind of movies. Like when yeah. there are jump scares, I scream and my husband is like, what are you doing? Like I'm really um, a joke at the movies. So that kind of shit freaks me out. Chucky, I think I grew up with Chucky and he scared mm-hmm. the shit out of me. So everyone's like going to see M3 again right now. And Megan. Yes. Uh, and I'm like, um, it's too scary for me. She's she's really bursting onto the scene right now. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. but My husband just saw it with his movie wife. I let him go to movie, scary movies with another woman. Aww. And um, she's our friend. And he said it was really fun. Yeah. I, I think Do you like that, scary movies? I love them. Yeah. But I, as far as I know, she is not based in reality. Right. <laughs> Annabelle is based in her true story. Really? Yes. And she's become the girl when it she is she is that girl. And I sort of I do believe in that kind of stuff. Like I do believe in like if this is like giving you a bad feeling, like let's just get rid of it. You know mm. what I mean? Like uh, stuff having bad like juju. I do believe in that. Totally. So So I'm I'm ready for a new a new girl yeah. in town. Tell me, who's the new bitch on the block? This new bitch on the block, I will get to in a, I'll get to later how I discovered the new bitch on the block. <laughs> but her name is Norman. It's a girl named Norman. I don't know. Everyone's a she to me. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a boy. But, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, this is Norman the Haunted Doll. Love it. And Paranorman. Yes. Like the movie. And I'm here to give Norman some clout because I want more people to know about Norman. There has been two books written about Norman. And also the TV show A Haunting, which is on Discovery Plus. Though I couldn't find this episode of it because I think it was a newer season. I had to. I actually bought the episode on YouTube, and I'm not gonna lie. This wow. TV show A Haunting is pretty good. Really? If they need how old is it? Pop up video jokes. You would be great for this. <laughs> no. It's good. Please, that's not what I do for a living. <laughs> okay. It was the pandemic. Right. I had to take what I could get. Um. It's uh, it's kind of a good show, though. It's like the, the real people tell stories and then they have reenactments, but the reenactments are like scary movies. Like, okay. it's scary. Yeah, isn't that kind of like that anthology that came out like a couple of years ago on like Amazon? Now I, I can't think of the name of Lore? it. Lore? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot about yeah. it. I haven't seen it. Um, okay, so I don't know for sure, but it seems to me that this took place in 2016. Oh. I gotta set the tone. The year is 2016. It was truly the wor- one of the worst years in one American history. One of the worst years. History. Um, so some highlights of that year for me were that I stopped talking to several family members with the election. <laughs> I had my first panic attack. And also there was a couple in Beulahville, North Carolina. That found a haunted doll named Norman. <sighs> and Norman said, if I was you, I'd want to be, be me, me too. So, Stephen Lancaster is who we're talking about here. He's a paranormal investigator. He and his fiance, Christina, they're antique fan. Are you an antique fan? 
Not especially. Really? No, happy to hear about it, though. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love me an antique. Um, I think my dad used to, like, take me to antique stores for hours and just make me sit there. And so I'm like, ugh, all this I old crap. That. You know, it's yeah. like it's like a trigger for me. See, I love <laughs> old crap. My family didn't like old crap. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I want old stuff. <laughs> the thing with antique stores... You never know where those things are right. Right. You don't know who's died touching that stuff. You gotta sage it up. Well, this, you know, these people in particular are paranormal investigators. So when they found this doll, they were like, jackpot. So they're they're sniffing around the store and they find this weird wooden box that's on top of a chair that's like up. And they're like, what is that weird box? And it has a lock on it, but the lock is like off. So they're like, how could, like, you can't open it, but you can tell that there's, they shake it. They're like, there's something uh-huh. in here. So this guy, he pulls out a little, little knife and he like pops it open. He opens it up and there is an ugly ass doll inside. Actually, I have a picture here. Okay. Norman. Oh my God! Yeah, and you—it's like that—that's why the box was Jimmy shut, like was like sealed shut. Don't Jimmy things open that don't need to be opened? Mm-hmm. I don't like Norman. Norman has got um, orange hair. I mean, a little bit chunky though. I—I f- I don't want to push the stigma. Does that, he like, have a orange... white glove on one hand? Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting that hands are two different colors. Looks like. He's been through a fire of some sort. Yeah. Like one eye is melted off. It's creepy. Google for yourself, listeners. A little orange woven wig. Yes, that is not real. <laughs> I know a wig. Um, so they, they're they looking at it and they're like, perfect. We'll take it. <sighs> so they go to the checkout and there's two women that are working there and they're like, uh, shit, not that doll again. Uh-oh. And they say wherever that doll goes, there is some sadness that goes with this doll. Oh, my God. So there is kind of a sad triggering. There's all this stuff, there's always, like, there has to be, like, a one-sentence sad thing. Uh-huh. So let's just cover it real quick. Um, the, One of the employees says, years ago, a woman was gifted the doll before giving birth to twins, the boy doll died at birth. The girl lived. She believes. So six years later, the mother died in a fire. Oh. And she um, believes that the little boy spirit went into the doll is what she believes. And the girl twin grew up and she brought the doll to the antique store. This is the story that they were told. Wow. Okay. Back to the fun. Wow, 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 wow. So. The two, the couple, let me make sure I have their names again, Stephen and Christina. So Stephen and Christina, they're like, what should we name this doll? And they're like, oh, let's call it Norman because he doesn't look like a doll nor a man. Oh. So these people, they must be drag <clears throat> fans or something. <laughs> <laughs> they know a pun. Um so shortly after taking the doll home, in the middle of the night at 4 a.m., Stephen hears continuous three knocks pounding on his front door. Now, here's the thing in the paranormal. 
there there is a school of thought of people that believe that th- three like if you hear three knocks or whatever that that means like evil's coming. Right. It's some something kind of evil. Knock three times. A lot of people think that it's like making fun of the um, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Like, okay. There's a lot of theories out there. Okay. But either way, um, he I go- would wage. I would argue you don't want any knocks on your door in the middle of the night. Any number. No. But you're saying that it's also a sort of a cursed number. I don't want to knock at any yeah. hour of any day. Right. My poor landlord. He keeps stopping by to like give me. He gave me a Christmas gift. Oh, what was it? Like chocolates and stuff. Oh. But he would ring his doorbell, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. I'm not answering. Yeah. And then finally, after like days, weeks, finally it was left on my thing, and I'm like, it was him this whole time. Oh. I should have just checked. Do you have a peephole? I do, but you can hear me creeping up I to know, the peephole. I know that's true. I need to get a ring. <laughs> um, okay, so that's actually what these people did. They put a whole surveillance system in the entire house. And the only places that they couldn't see was, I believe it's Christina's daughter, because, um, again, these two were fiancés at the time. So I believe she had a daughter who is 16 years old, and they couldn't see her bathroom or her bedroom, but otherwise they had cameras everywhere. So one day... The daughter's showering, and she hears someone outside of the shower. She looks. She's convinced there's someone there. There's no one there. One day, Christina's grandchildren were being babysat by Stephen. And this is a real security video. Um, if you're listening to this, you're gonna have to listen. You're gonna have to watch the YouTube version of this, or you could find it on YouTube as well. Um, or if you watch the haunting episode, it's also in there. This is Stephen. These are grandkids that he's babysitting. Is that a creepy doll or is that That's just a the side doll? doll? Okay. Right there. The doll is nestled in the bed, cozy. Keep your eyes on the doll. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. The doll is twisting its head back and forth. Nearly twisting it around. The now, kid seems like he notices. Well, Stephen, I don't know if the kid does notice, but Stephen, upon watching the video, was like, the doll is looking at me to see if I'm going to leave or not. So that's pretty much it. Wow. I mean, that Because this doesn't look like the kind of doll that, like, is, like, pivots its head as part of its, like, functionality, right? Exactly. And that's what he was saying. Like, I don't even think, like, the doll can't even do that. So, like, how is it doing that? It's... Creepy. That is really creepy. I know. We got a star here. This is a haunted doll star. Norman. <laughs> and more people need to know about Norman. Norman. So, okay. Um, one night, the daughter, who's 16 or whatever, she's sleeping. She feels her blanket being pulled off. Which I've seen that. I've heard of that. That's common, right? It's pretty common. Somebody pulling off your blanket. Yeah. They don't ghost. I don't know why ghosts won't let you be cozy. Yeah. Like, what does a ghost ever come up and just, like, tickle your little nose? They're always Ew. just, like, taking off your comforter. I know. You know? They're being a little freaky. <laughs> freaky deekies. Um, so she feels someone sit on the edge of her bed. And then they start crawling toward her. She was like, I'm done with this house. And she ended up staying with her brother for a while, who was, I believe, a grown adult that did not live with them. So at this point, it's just the couple in the house. 
they call up some of their paranormal investigator friends. They start doing all their little gizmos and gadgets. They find that the temperature around the doll is different from other temperatures. So that might be something there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's weird. They use a, a spirit box, which is a device, if you don't know, um, that basically sweeps radio frequencies. And so you'll hear just like, mm-hmm. like it goes like that. And then you'll hear like a commercial or something go, I'm going to kill you. Or, like, and, it, and so it's, it's hard to describe if you've never seen it. Basically, the belief is if it's saying that when, you, when you're talking to it, it's not just a coincidence that it's saying that. Okay. You know what I mean, so like for example, is this like when my kids Paw Patrol, um, my kids Paw Patrol walkie-talkies start picking up radio frequencies from someone else? Like the other day, I heard man's voices coming out of my kids walkie-talkies. That freaks me. It freaked me out. I turned them off. I said, "We're putting these away. We're not playing with these right now." Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> when this is used for ghost hunting, like for example. Um, they were talking, you know, they had a spirit box next to Norman, and some of the things it was saying was, fear me. And then another thing it said was that it wants Stephen to die. Specifically? It S- named him? Stephen, yes. And there's actually a video Steven. somewhere online that I found of of some of that um, as well. Okay, so Stephen finds this woman online that's like, I like haunted dolls, so he sells it to her. So Steven, who's a paranormal researcher with Christina, they're both like, we're out. We're out on Norman. They're like, we got to get, we rid, gotta of get rid of this thing. Because this thing is like coming for, for Christina's okay. man, Steven. Okay. <laughs> and um, the, the belief that they are going with is maybe it is this little boy mm-hmm. and he wants Christina as a mother and he doesn't want Steven to get in the way. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they, we'll get to that in a second, but so what they do is they sell it to this woman. They're like, we're going to make a couple bucks while we're at it. They sell it to her and they're like, as soon as it's gone, they're like, oh, do you smell that? It's like fresh air. Like everything's gone. Like it's wonderful. This part is unbelievable. They get knock, a knock on their door a couple days later or something. And there's the shipping box. With Norman in it. It's sent back. They contact the woman. She's like, I didn't even receive it. They contact the post office. They're like, we don't know what's, what? Norman was like, I know where I want to live. Yeah. And it's not with some lady off of eBay or whatever. <sighs> so he, according according to this episode of A Haunting, he gets mad. He picks it up and he's like, fuck yeah. Well, I don't know what he says, but he's like, Norman. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like shaking it or whatever. Has a heart attack. No. Doesn't die, though. Um, So then, now this is North Carolina. Crazy hurricane hits. And the lights go out. They're hearing whispers in their ears. Oh, my God. They investigate a noise that they hear upstairs. They go upstairs, and they see this scary black figure. And they actually took a photograph of it. I don't have the photograph, but it is in that episode. You should, everyone should watch it because I basically just ripped all this stuff off from that episode. But go watch it, and you'll see it's really cool because they captured like this scary creature on camera. So they decide to give. They're like, okay, he's here. 
you know what? We're not. There's no getting rid of them. Yeah. We tried to make a couple bucks. We had probably had to give the woman a refund. So <laughs> pay the shipping. Yeah. Or the handling. Yeah. So now maybe medical bills if he had a heart attack. <laughs> a heart attack. Yeah, this is getting pricey. So they decide we're just going to give him his own room. We're going to make him feel at home. We're going to lock him up. Okay, real estate. Who has the space for that I to guess give a they haunted did. doll its own room? My children don't have their own room. I know this <laughs> fucking doll. Um, so they're just like, we're going to keep him here. They start to believe that maybe he's the child, that child, the original child that died at birth. I like this theory as being a possibility. Maybe it grew up just as a regular person. Now it's a grown man. Oh, so like the soul of Norman that went into Norman, the soul of the debt of the twin went into Norman and then continued to grow. So now it's like an adult. Yeah. Inside the doll. Because we always think like you see these little kid ghosts that maybe that it was a little yeah. kid that died or whatever. But like... I, I like the idea that maybe you get older and you So Norman up. went through puberty, Norman was jerking off into tissues, exactly. then Norman like grew into himself, got facial hair. But he can't really participate. I right. mean that would make you piss. Yeah. If you're just seeing, You're trapped in a doll? You're trapped in an antique store for who knows how long. Yeah. Now that wouldn't be fun. That kind of sounds like what you were saying is when you were a kid, just having <laughs> yeah. to sit there in the antique store. Yeah, and now I'm creepy as fuck. I'm haunting people constantly. So <laughs> they put him in there, and they claim that they have um, heard, because you know, in the locked room, they've heard giggles. They've heard footsteps. The giggles. <laughs> but, like, wouldn't it be more of a, like, a mwahaha uh, if it was an older man? Yeah, he's probably <laughs> watching. He's listening yeah. to Joe Rogan clips <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, totally. Heard, he's like, I'm not getting vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> they heard the rocking chair move in there. So that was that on that. Shit. However have a segment on the show where I go to eBay and I look for haunted dolls. Is Norman up there? Norman is currently up for sale. For sale? On eBay. How has no freak bought Norman yet? Well. There's so many people that want that kind of stuff. We need a rich freak. How much? 20000 Okay. As far as I know, this is legit. And what are they going to hand deliver him? He obviously won't go USPS. It's set. I know he doesn't do that. He's like, I fly first. If it's for business, I fly first or business. Exactly. And this is business. <laughs> um, you could also make an offer, but here it is. This is wow. the, Who's the current seller? listing. The well, same town, Beulahville, North yeah. Carolina. Wow, wow, wow. I can't believe you found Normie. I clicked it. Well, it actually, I worked backwards. I was looking for haunted dolls and I found this. I said, $20,000, Norma, who? And does it say featured in the haunting yes, and everything? She got credits at this point. Oh, this bitch is on IMDb. Yes, <laughs> I believe that that is the same man. That from is the that man video. that we saw typing. So Phantom I think, Works Incorporated. Yeah, I believe that's him that is selling this doll. He's also the one that wrote the books. I believe it says, well, it says the world's most haunted doll. Now I don't know that that's necessarily true yet but i'll i'm working on it i'm i'm giving you some clout right now uh world's most haunted doll has been exhumed from his secret grave and ready to move on 
Uh, the Haunting of Norman has been chronicled in the paranormal best-selling books Norman, colon, The Doll That Needed to Be Locked Away, and Norman 2, The True Story of a Possessed Doll's Revenge. I think that there's more to this story that I don't know yet, but I do want to buy these books because yeah. I read a, an excerpt online, and it was pretty good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, it's also been on Travel Channel and Discovery Plus. Most notably, some of his activity was documented in a haunting, colon, the Norman doll. Credits, yeah. So credits, See honey. See the union? That's more than I Norman got. is working. Yeah. Booked and blessed. So now Listen. there are some security videos on the eBay listing. It looks like Norman is mooning. I don't know what Norman is doing. These are videos or just stills? Stills. But, oh, this is Norman 2, the book. That he wrote. So this man is profiting off of, like, these books are written by the man who he owns Norman. He had a heart attack because of Norman. Yeah. It's the least he could do. Yeah. Look at this oh, one. Oh, is that? I think that that's that Norman. figure? In, like, no. Oh. But I think this is, like, is that? I don't know what I'm looking at. It's <laughs> some kind of attic or something. It looks like Norman's upside down. No, Head, no, feet. no, no. I can't. A so, hanging doll in the attic? No, no, no. It's creepy. Um, $20,000. I mean, that's certainly Let's is... get a GoFundMe going, Roz. I think that needs to be in your podcast studio. <laughs> I don't want a grown man. Or even a, yeah, whatever it is. You don't want a haunted doll. No, I got to take care of him. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't want to deal with that. But somebody I would love how, to deal does with. Does it show how long it's been up on eBay for? Like, how long a house has been on the market? Well, there's 19 people watching it. <laughs> it might be one of them. <laughs> um, I don't know where it says that. Okay, I'm just wondering. Like, I didn't know if these were, like, t- sometimes they're timed, right? Like, an auction runs out. But I guess that's only if people bid. Yeah, this is, they're like, it's buy it now, honey. 20000 Um, So, I don't know how long it's been up. But, good luck. To everyone. Oh my There's god. No, yeah. Well, um, okay, well, that's that. You want to hear some ghost voices? Yes. Okay. Sure. It's time for EVPs or EV Please. What's EV? EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomenal. Oh, got it. So anytime a ghost hunter believes they've captured a ghost speaking. It's called an EVP. EVP. Or an EV police, Sometimes which is bullshit. An okay. um, so what I do is I go to YouTube and I look for alleged EVPs <laughs> that people have posted. Uh-huh. And I want you to tell me what this ghost hunter okay. has caught. This first one was posted by Price paranormal they don't necessarily say where but they do say quote a small low-level cemetery that's shade <laughs> a small low nobody level. of any importance is buried here i guess not it's not your forest lawn that's for sure oh yes <laughs> it's not um, hollywood forever Ooh. okay what is it saying How do I get to your mom? I can't hear it. I definitely hear like a ha. Uh, 
I don't know what I'm hearing. Well, I'll give you some options. Okay. Is it A, how'd you get so cute? <laughs> B, Heather goes to heaven. C, how do I get somewhere? Or D, I'll take two ears of corn. <laughs> C. How do I get somewhere? Yeah. That's what I hear. How do I get somewhere? They believe it's B. Heather goes to heaven. I mean, kind of. It would be Heather goes to heaven. Like, it's like not. Heather goes to heaven. Like, I'm hearing it, but it's someone, it's like Southern California ghost. It's like, <laughs> Heather goes to heaven, you bruh. You gotta take the 101. <laughs> SNL sketch. Yeah. Um, okay, so this next one is from C-O-T-N Paranormal. Okay. And you're going to give me choices again? I won't guess. Okay. No, but I like a guess first. <laughs> it is at the James John L. Dread House in Bluffdale Township, which is near L. Dread, Illinois. Okay. This is in a room that is known as the Cheese Room. Oh. What is this ghost saying? Okay, this one's very light whisper. Okay. I don't even, I, I saw her inventor. Yeah. I saw her invent her. I saw her invent her. She was not all that before. It's like the movie She's All That. Yeah. It's like, I saw her invent her. <laughs> Um, well, here's some options. Okay. Is it A, I saw you put that back? Is it B, sorry about your clothes? Ooh, that's shady. <laughs> C, sorry I have to go. Or D, the movie Saw is not that good. <laughs> I think it might be sorry about your clothes. Sorry about your clothes. Sorry about them. That is so mean. Yeah. Um, sorry I have to go is what they believe. Sorry I have to go. It's Maybe. so soft. It's so soft. But I kind of like that in a man. <laughs> but it's like, you sorry, get like ghosty I gotta go. ASMR? Like when they're it whispering? It is very ASMR. Yeah. Um, but the ghost is like, sorry, I gotta go. Also, your clothes are bad, so I have to leave. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> your clothes suck. Um, okay, well, let's do one last thing. Okay. I'm just going to list off a bunch of paranormally type things. And I want you to tell me if you believe in it, if you don't believe in it, if you have a story. I also anything. have to tell you that when I saw Blair Witch Project, the movie, I was a counselor at my camp, which I've already brought up. I was, that movie came out, I was 18. I saw it in the theater. I was living outdoors at the time, like in a tent every night. My brother had told me that it was a real movie based on found footage. That was the best part of that. I knew nothing about it. And I went to it and my brother was like, oh yeah, they found this footage of these kids in Maryland. Like they found it and this is what they found. And I went to go see it and was like the most terrified I've ever been. Then I had to go back to sleep in my tent outside in the woods. God. It was so terrifying. I remember. So I guess I do out. believe in ghosts because I thought that was fully fucking real. 
I know. God. <laughs> Do you believe um, in like Bigfoot? No. No? Do they have Bigfoot in Vermont? Yeah, well, we do, like, a little thing at family camp called a Yeti hunt where somebody dresses up in, like, a costume and the kids go try to find him in the woods. So it's definitely part of the lore, but I don't think it's real. Okay. Um, but you, so you I don't just think... don't believe there's an animal that's that elusive. We've caught every other animal on the planet. How can we well, not? What if it was, like, a man? The Bigfoot is a man? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we've caught every human, haven't we? Like, I mean, like, what? we're not finding a man dressed—you think he's dressed as a Yeti? No, he just—it's like a oh, it's like a type of Cro-Magnon-y type man. That's just out, like smart enough to hide. Smart enough to hide. Okay, yeah. And where do we think Bigfoot lives? Every He's sighted all over the place in America. <laughs> He's got literally. I have done my research. There, every single state says that they have a Bigfoot. Right. I think it's the same man, and he's just traveling around by foot. Impregnating the <laughs> local female big feet. Big feet. That's what I think. <laughs> and there's it's spreading. And okay. it needs to be stopped. Yeah. Um, okay. What do you think about the idea of like a demon? Oh. Do you think that's real? Well, I've never really thought about whether it's real or not, but I watched this TV show called Evil. Have you ever watched that? No. Oh, my God. It's on CBS, which sounds crazy because, like, why would we watch anything on CBS? But now it's on Paramount+. Plus. And my husband and I are obsessed with it. It's, like, a team of three people that, like, hunt demons. One woman is a a psychologist. One guy is a priest. And the other guy is a tech guy. Yeah. Okay. Asif Mondi is in it. Um, um, And the guy from um, Luke Cage is in it. And this other woman. And I'm, my husband and I are obsessed with it. And it's like, it's gross. Like, some of it's really bloody, but like, there are demons. Basically, it's kind of like a murder she wrote type of thing where they're like a team and they investigate like paranormal happenings. Uh-huh. Sometimes they can be explained. Sometimes it's like explained by like, oh, there's a technology. They ate this weird kind of mushroom. It makes it makes stigmata happen on your body. Like sometimes it's explained away. Other times there's also another full demon plot line running through it where people are possessed by demons and like Satan is trying to like actively take down um, this team and it's think, really fun I'm sure that it's probably based on real things that yeah. people have reported yes yes I bet you I bet you it is so you should you watch this show real? evil it's really good I don't know I mean I've never like I don't know I'm such a like see it to believe it kind of person I've never like seen like anything. So where... if a demon visited you in the middle of the night, you'd be like, okay, please. I would be like, I'm dreaming. Like a demon? Have you ever had sleep paralysis? No. Good for you. You <laughs> sleep on your stomach? No, I sleep on my sides. Me too. Um, what do you think about like curses? Ooh. Do you think that that's a real thing? I think that could be real. Really? I could, I could, I could kind of get behind that. Now, when that you can like give something bad energy or like yeah, set something on someone. I don't know. I don't know. My husband is cursed about like technology. Like he truly like has. We call it gremlins. We're always like you have gremlins. Like he, he can't. Like he'll be like the printer's not working, and I'll go in and I'll press like one button and it works. You know what I mean? He just like cannot do anything with tech. Do you think? And I think it's a curse. curse? Yeah. That's given to the first male born family in West Virginia in January, born in January. <laughs> Is that true? No. 
Um, no, but I, I mean, that's the closest I can come to think of like a curse in my real life. But I don't know. Because there's like some like the Kennedy family. The Kennedys first. are cursed. Yeah. Like, do you believe that that's real or is it coincidence? I mean, with when you get down to it, I think it's probably coincidence. But I have definitely thought that that family is cursed before. Yeah. You know, what do you think? I think it's possible. Yeah. But I don't know the root of why, how did that happen? Right. I don't know. Like, I don't think, I don't think some old witch on Cape Cod, like, you know, <laughs> cursed their clam chowder or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't think that's like what happened, but it is like a wild amount of tragedy for one family. Yeah. But that's when it's like, you know, could it be a coincidence because they're in, so many uh, high stakes situations. Yeah, they're a public family. There's many of them. They're a large family. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, last one that kind of goes along with that. Like synchronicities. Okay. Do you, are you the kind of person that goes right place at the right time? Like that was supposed to happen. It's so weird that you're here and I'm there. Yes. Like serendipity, serendipitous stuff. Yes, I totally believe in all that. Can you think of a time? I don't know. Oh, man. I, like, it's like one of those things that happens all the time where I'm like, we were just talking about this person and then I ran into that. I know that that's yeah. like sounds just like coincidence or whatever, but I always feel like it's so real. Um, I've had a couple of times I was supposed to be at a place, didn't go. And then something bad happened something there? Something bad happened there. You know, my friend, her twin brothers, both narrowly escaped, missed being a part of 9-11. One of them was supposed to be on the flight. Her twin brothers are identical twins. One was supposed to be on the flight that went into D.C. One of them was supposed to be in one of the towers and, like, move their trip, like, at the last minute. Oh, my God. So it's, like, crazy. Both of her brothers, like, avoided 9-11, like, very. So that kind of stuff I'm always, like, ooh. Like, I kind of, What is that? Yeah, what is that? So, but I guess what my question is, is are you the type of person that looks in that, that looks at that as going, this is not a coincidence? Like I think there's some kind of like higher power controlling Something. it. I don't know. Yeah, I probably am. Like I definitely will be like to my husband. I'll be like, can you believe it? Like, and now I'm trying to think of a fucking example. My mind is blank because no, I know it's a two hard children question. has like truly like wrung all of the juice out of my brain. <laughs> but like, th- I, I've and I've been like, can you believe X Y Z? And he'll be like. Okay. Like, and I'm like, no, that's like, I don't know. I kind of believe it. I have a little bit more belief in it. I love it. Much more since I moved to LA. Oh my God. I I didn't believe any of this shit before I moved here. Have you been to a psychic? Um, in my, no, I never have. I know I should go. We had them in New York everywhere. I was so broke and there were so many in my neighborhood. I never went. And now that I'm here, I always, I want to go to one that people recommend. Maybe you can tell me one. I don't believe in that. Oh, okay. I, no, no. <laughs> I believe in psychics. I do believe in psychics. I don't believe in recommending psychics. Oh, so I have to be like drawn to one, you think? Well, what I can do is go, this person, I like their approach. Uh-huh. But you are not going to hold me accountable if they're... Oh, if, sure. I'm not going to be like... You know, I get, I've gotten tarot readings. It's like when you 
recommend like a YouTube video. Like you're like, you gotta watch this funny video. Oh, and then you watch somebody watch and it. And then they're like, mm, mm-hmm. it's not that funny. Right. Like, it was to me. Right, right. Like that's how I feel about psychics a little no, bit. No, and there's some psychics that I hear people talk about on podcasts when they're like, she's amazing, 100% right all of the time. And I'm like, how there's how no can way. that be? Um, I don't know if I believe in psychics, especially like when I see them on television and it's like, they're doing like the housewives. I'm like, you think they didn't Google you? Like, this is crazy. But, um, um, I done tarot. Actually, I got a tarot reading when I was pregnant with my second child. And she said, I'm feeling very feminine energy around this baby. And I was like, I'm having a girl. I'm having a girl. And it was a boy, but you know what? Who knows? Ooh, who knows? I'm waiting for the feminine energy. (gasps) Oh my God. Fun. You know? So. Well, Kara Clegg, (laughs) you did it. Yeah. I'm so excited. Like, I mean, you really got me thinking about things I don't really think about. Because it's fun to I think about it. I forgot that I'm like, oh, I do buy some of this shit. Like, I, I think when I would, it, before, like, I would usually describe myself as, like, more of a skeptic, a New York City type of personality where I'm like, I don't believe any of this shit. But, like, when I really do think about it, curses, serendipity, all that kind of stuff, I, I'm sort of like, maybe. You're one of these never people say never. that I... I want to hear you talk about anything, so I'm happy to hear you talk about, to hear your views on this now. You're so nice. That's such a nice thing You're to say. You're such a good podcaster <laughs> that you can just, like, make anything well, work. Yeah, I mean, I have a podcast. Tell us about it. My podcast is called That's Messed Up, a Law & Order Very SVU podcast. podcast. It's, um, you know, I guess, I guess so. That's what they tell us. Touring. <laughs> Touring. You um, go all over the place. I mean, you should tour. Do you do this live? Um, we have, but I want to, I'm going to do way more soon. Yeah. People love this stuff. So everyone listening, get ready. Get ready for your tickets. Um, no, yeah. My podcast is about Law & Order SVU. If you're interested in that show or in true crime, because we talk about the true crime that it was based on. And then we also, um, interview an actor from the show. So we've gotten to talk to some cool people. So if you want to listen, it's wherever you get your pods. Yes. Um, and if you're in LA, Wednesday nights. Oh, yes. And Roz comes on and kills it. And I wasn't there the last time you did it, and I'm pissed, so you got to come back soon. Um, I have a show called Better Half Comedy every Wednesday at Barbandini in Echo Park. It's a good one. Come on by. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. I'm There's so a ghost happy. behind you. <gasps> and we're out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to Kara Clank. Go watch the YouTube version of that episode in the link in the description. You can also find my Patreon there, which I'm not currently updating, but lots of content on there, including full-length episodes of me just by myself talking about paranormal stuff. I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez, TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. Make sure you are subscribed, you're following the show, you rate it five stars wherever you can, you tell your friends about it. I will talk to you next week. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.